With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to What's the Word, the show that's about and now inspires people to succeed in their respective careers. My name is Cheval John, and thank you for joining me. Now, we are back with the podcast version of the show because of the fact that in a previous previous episode, I mentioned that I was that I was going to focus on the video aspect of the show, but after a week, I realized quickly that that was a mistake because I love this version too because that's what the show was originally started from as a podcast and and so I decided to bring back the show in podcast form and I'm going to continue to keep up keep up, keep up with it because of the fact that you guys deserve it now of course um you know I started the podcast version because of because I was wanting to cut costs but I decided to bring it back because it was the right thing to do. So with this uh, episode being returned back from its uh, indefinite hiatus, we have uh, Susan Brown, who is the author and founder of Mompowerment, which helps companies and working moms think differently about work-life balance and take action to it, which empowers companies to become more balance-friendly. Now, of course, this episode was recorded... Um, via uh, Blue Jeans Network, and you're going to hear how, you know, basically this, this was, it was recorded before the pandemic happened. So you're going to hear uh, her story, what her, you know, what her plans was for this year, which we didn't know that this was going to happen. So here's the interview with uh, Susan Brown, and before we get to it, I want to say that uh, this episode is sponsored by Valhalla Media, which is a marketing agency that helps uh small to mid-sized businesses navigate social media to build a loyal audience. You can visit the website at www.valanomedia.com. That's www.v as in Victoria, A-L-L-A-N-O, media.com. So without further ado, here's the episode with uh, Susan Brown. I hope you guys enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you guys next week. Yep. Uh, Susan Brown, uh, welcome back to What's the Word. Thanks so much for having me again. I'm so excited. Awesome. Thank you for taking time on my busy schedule. I'm truly honored. Um, we're going to start out with a quick icebreaker question, and that question is, um, what, what were, can you share one of the most uh, embarrassing things that happened in in running a business? Again, um, so I have two businesses. I have a marketing business and uh, a strategic marketing and business consulting, and then I have a work-life balance um, business. And I had met with a client, and she had used initials 
to talk about um, a client that she had that she wanted me to do some research for. And it was a university out in California. And I flip-flopped initials, and oh. I did a whole summary on the wrong university. Now, granted, it was literally a flip-flop of initials. It's not like, oh, it was totally different. Like, all it was was two initials reversed. And I could quickly get her what she wanted when she <laughs> sent me a note back. And she's like, I'm really glad that you did this, but the school that I asked you to research was, and she filled in the blank. Um, and that sucked. I mean, here's the deal. I do work for her all the time, and the truth is it would have been great if she would have given me the actual name instead of the initials of the school. Um, and I now know to ask those things anytime I've ever dealt with a client. And I can tell you that at that point in, like, 19 years of, of being in the, in the business world, I have never done something like that at that point because this was last year um, and, and I will never do anything like that again like ever ever again um, but I've, I've done a ton of other projects for her so clearly she wasn't discouraged by that um, major flip <laughs> and see it also goes to show for anyone who's listening mistakes like that are recoverable you know it's not I like and then I never worked with her again. Like I have worked with her many times. She has, she she talks about me with other people. Like, um, like she is still very much a happy customer. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Good oh time. Awesome. So, uh, so. that's yeah. Oh, okay. Can you You're like, and now I'm thrown. <laughs> Oh, oh, well, you know, like we all need one really big screw up, and um, you know, and you hope it's one that's recoverable. So, <laughs> so it was okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, so now, can you share about uh, with us about uh, mom empowerment a bit, your other business? So I am a work-life balance speaker and strategist and two-time author, um, and I essentially created that business because there was a um, there was something missing in the marketplace. So when I looked around and I was trying to send people to a resource, um, because a lot of people had questions when they found out that I transitioned to a part-time role when I still worked for a really large company. Um, and so I said, I'll just send them somewhere else. And um, there was no resource. So I said, I'll <laughs> Yeah, so. definitely. I, definitely. And uh, so, of course, now, um, like, I'm not, you know, during the, during the years, like, you've, you've been featured in uh, publications. One of the questions I have is, um, what was the process of getting featured? Should, did you go after the niche publications first, or 
went straight for the larger publications? So um, there, I use a few different resources. So there are um, some groups on Facebook that I'm part of that that's where the writers are. Um, and as a writer, I can join those groups. So, um, so I joined, and when they will post something like, I'm looking for a, and then fill in the blank, um, if my stuff applies, I'll raise my hand and, and give a few points, and if they're interested, then they will, um, maybe they'll send me like a private message, you know, like they'll PM me, and they'll ask me for a little bit more information, and then they'll say, okay, so how do I refer to you, tell me about your book, you know, like they'll give me a little bit, they'll have a little bit more. Um, another really great resource is Harrow, which stands for Help a Reporter Out. Um, and you can just Google that, and it will, because I can't remember if it's harrow.com or, or, or what exactly the website is. Um, but it is a great resource uh, as if you are not really knowledgeable in your field. So I do not recommend it for anyone who is starting out. But if you have a lot of experience in whatever it is that you do, then um, there, every day there are three sets of requests that go out from Harrow. Um, and they are, um, and you can pick and choose what uh, what types of topics. So like maybe it's a business topic, maybe you're a health specialist, um, maybe you do government stuff. So you can kind of pick and choose what the topics are. And, but you will get three sets of these. So one that is at some ungodly hour of the morning, like four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> one set that goes out at lunchtime, and then one set that goes out in early evening. And then you respond. It doesn't give you the, the actual email of the person, but it gives you an email link. And so you respond to whatever the request is. And that, and I've had tremendous luck with that. But the reason why I say you have to be careful with Harrow is if you get two dings, so if Harrow, if the Harrow reporter reports you and says, you know, somebody is asking about wellness and you respond back, about AI, and that's not at all their their um, their take on it. Then they can report you and say this person is not actually responding to my request. So if you're pushing your agenda instead of responding to their request, you will get a ding. So um, so you really you want to be very selective in what you respond to and what you don't. And so. I can't even tell you the number of responses that I have done, but I've been featured in, I don't know, maybe like 20 publications. I mean, some of those are big, and some of those are based on relationships where I have been introduced to somebody, we talk over a period of time, and then they're like, hey, I'm, I'm writing a story about this. I want to feature you a little bit more prominently. But a lot of them have been based on like a Harrow or on this Facebook um, group. So, you know, you kind of have to be out there in a lot of different places doing the networking. Yeah, definitely agree with that. Yeah. Now, of course, uh, now I've noticed like now there's a resurgence in LinkedIn for this year. Yeah. And, and one of the things that I heard that you said about, you know, relationships, I've noticed that, that most, most are not doing that, what they're doing is just, you know, they're spamming you in the middle, like after you connect with them. So can you share with us about why 
that's the case and how not to spam others. So whether you're on LinkedIn or whether you're having a conversation with somebody who you just met at an event or it's on Twitter, like whatever platform you're using, it's about the relationship building, right? It's not like you wouldn't meet somebody and say, hey, you want to buy my book? I hope you, you don't do that. But, I mean, I, I hope that's not. I, I know that you wouldn't. But as anyone who's watching, like, that, that would not be your approach if you met somebody in person, right? So why would that be your approach online? And I think that a lot of times people think, oh, well, it's online, therefore it's a different set of rules. Nobody wants to be sold to. Like, no one. And LinkedIn is a more professional setting, so it kind of goes by the same rules that you would have in a professional setting. And if you were selling something to somebody new, you would learn a little bit about them. So, hey, you know, I noticed that you said X, Y, Z in a, like maybe there's a, an article that, that, um, that you both responded to and you really liked what they had to say. Well, that's a great reason to link with that person and say, hey, you know, Cheval, I really liked what you had to say in this post. I'm definitely in the same mindset. I'd love to connect. And I think that it's also really important to use the functionality where it allows you to send a note because there's a generic note that it sends out, and then there you can actually change it. You, I mean, you have limited characters, but you can change it. And I always recommend that you change it, because that way you can show what the connection is. Because maybe in your head you're like, oh, of course. I mean, we're totally in the same vein. But the person on the receiving end is like, why is this person reaching out to me? You know, so to be able to make that connection, don't assume that if the seeds are sprinkled, they're going to just pick it right up. Like, you need to be able to kind of directly say, this is why I want to link with you. And then I will often, after we have linked, say, hey, I'd love to get to know you and a little bit more about your business. Can we set up time to chat? And you can either do that through Skype or you can do that in a phone call, like whatever works. I mean, if you're in, in Australia and the other person is in the UK, you know, chances are you're going to need to do it via Skype. But you can kind of do it in whatever format you need. But that way it doesn't become a spam Thing. You're not like, you know, buy my book. You're, you, you're learning a little bit more about what they do. And that might be because you serve the same audience or because you have complementary services or products. It might be because they're an influencer in your industry and you just want to get to know them a little bit better. Um, you know, there's a lot of reasons for it. So you never know. But that first engagement of reaching out to that person, like that's their first hint at like, do I want to connect with this person or not? You know, yeah. and then if your immediate thing is to spam, it's very easy to un, I can't remember what the term is, but like unfriend somebody like, and we're no longer connected, you know, because you have a limited number of connections that you can have on LinkedIn. So if you're a spammer, chances are you're going to start losing love. <laughs> No yeah, <laughs> that's true. But I, you that's know, true. But I think, and I think that that all of a sudden people have discovered or rediscovered LinkedIn as a platform, right? Because it, for a really long time, it was like an online resume. You know. Yeah. And now I think people are realizing this is a great way to build business relationships. 
especially those people who aren't in your typical network, right? And it's you know you can get, you can connect with people all over the world. You can connect people with you can connect with people in other industries. Like it doesn't really matter. And so I think it's this really great tool. And I think that influencers have had some really great wins on the platform. And so now they're saying, oh, this is the platform to use. And then all of a sudden, all of these newbies are coming to LinkedIn. And they don't necessarily understand the platform. So they're using what would, what is essentially bad habits, right? And so being able to start to coach people and say, hey, you know, I'm glad that we connected. Um, I'm not really interested in this message. If you'd like to continue this conversation, that's great. And you can find nicer ways of doing that. Or you can simply unfriend, and over time, people will figure out, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. So it all depends on if you want to be able to mentor somebody or if you want to just, like, give them the boot, you know? <laughs> How generous do you want to be with your time? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So do you think it's because of the fact that, you know, most other platforms are like you have to pay to get to reach? Is why everyone gravitating towards LinkedIn? I mean, I think LinkedIn is a great platform. I always have. Like, it's a, it's a tremendous platform for being able to connect with other people. And so I think that um, – I mean, there are certainly paid portions of the website because you can only link with people to a certain, like, you can't link to somebody who's five links away, right? Like, you can only link to somebody, I think, who's two, two links away. So not like the second person, but the person after that. I think that you can only have two between you. And so you can pay to have access to anyone on the website, right? Like, there are, there are payments. Uh, payment plans that I think are like six or seven hundred dollars, which honestly is not that much um, when you're talking about access to like, you know, think of how many people are on LinkedIn. And the other thing about LinkedIn is there's a lot of senior people on LinkedIn, right? It's not just junior people; it's people at all levels of um, of a company, whether it's a founder or you know an an SVP of a large company, like it, it can be, and, it, and there are entrepreneurs and there are um, people who are in like corporate America, right, and everything in between. And so I think that there are certainly other tools that you can use, but I think it's a great um, kind of initial interaction. And it's not like you have to use like salesforce.com or anything like that. Like it's really just kind of that connection. It's a, it, it is a networking tool. Um, and I can't really think of anything else that's similar to it, you know, especially when you think about the fact that it is, um, there are a lot of business people on it, right? Like Twitter, it can be people who are at home or people who are influencers based on whatever they do in their career. And so you never know if you're talking to somebody who's still in the workforce or not, right? For the most part on LinkedIn, these are still people who are active in their careers, you know, um, and so it's it is a it I think it's just a, a natural way to be able to talk to people who you wouldn't be able to walk into the office and like shake their hand, right? Because either they're not physically there, or you 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 don't know how you you wouldn't normally have a touch point with that person. Yeah, that is true. And of course, uh, you know, like live streaming. Of course, they they recently 
launched the beta, and it's starting to pick up now. But you got to apply how how uh, how really is live streaming uh, taking gonna gonna make a much more impact this year? So video is incredibly important, regardless of the platform that you're on, right? And I had been live streaming on LinkedIn because I had downloaded videos from Facebook and, and uploaded them onto LinkedIn. <coughs> Excuse me. And that had been how I was using it. Um, and then I was accepted into the beta for LinkedIn. But the thing about the LinkedIn video is um, there's not a way to do closed captioning yet. Um, and I actually think that many people would rather listen, watch a video without sound. Huh. Um, well, if you think about it, like if you're watching something at work, you you don't necessarily need to see who's talking. Like once you figure out like, oh, well, that's Suzanne and that's Cheval, like you don't need to see us, right? People either want to hear us or they want, or maybe they do want to watch what's on the video screen, but they can't have sound for whatever reason. I mean, it could be like a mom who has a sleeping child or, you know, who's like a working mom with a sleeping child. Or it could be that you are um, in an environment where there's a lot of noise. And even if you have the, the your ear, your head, your earbuds in, um, you, you still, it's too loud, right? Like, so a lot of times, like every video that I have on, on Facebook now is, um, has the closed captioning. And so I think people, um, you know, some people learn through sound. Some people learn through watching. Um, some people want to see an interaction between you and, and who you're talking to. Um, some people want to see you, like if you're essentially doing like a live, like, like a Facebook live, you know, it's like for the most part, those are often just you by yourself. Um, they want to see who's talking. They want to see, they want it to almost be like, oh, I'm talking to you. Right, like you and I are having a conversation. Like there's eye eye contact, not technically, but but you know what I mean. Like it, it's like oh, I'm looking, she, she's looking right at me. You know, like I think it further creates that connection. And I mean, it, there are some people who are very visual in how they learn and connect with people. So it makes sense that video is going to be a very strong part of um, of a platform because. People like that engagement, right? It's like you're talking to the person face-to-face. -face. So I don't think video is going to go away. Um, I think that LinkedIn just kind of finally said, okay, we, we want people to come here and stay here for longer. How can we get them to do that? Okay, well, through video. And instead of it being a video that you upload, it will become a live video, Right, and people will will start to stay on that platform longer. You know, they're I think they're just trying to get it stickier. It's like more yeah. touch points that that they can have in your um in in your day to day business in your um in your daily business uh, part of your day. Yes, definitely. And and the, and I've, do you think it's smart to uh, do multi streaming like you know like doing doing live video on different uh, platforms from the same feed, or you think you should just focus on one platform specifically? Um, I'm not the right person to ask that because I am not so technically advanced. <laughs> uh, 
um, you know, like um, uh, Dr. A.I. Zong um, ha is really good about multi-streaming, and I haven't been able to make that work um, the way that she does, but I also don't need that, um, that, uh, that hasn't been how I've used my platform, so I don't really need that, um, that ability to, to, to have multi-streams, right? Um, but yeah, that, that technology is beyond my current um, abilities. Maybe one day, but not, not yet. But I can imagine, depending on what your topic is, it can be really helpful because you don't have to repeat it and you can actually make it live, right? So you can, you can have that discussion on LinkedIn at the same time that you're having that discussion on Facebook. And, um, and, I, and the reason why I compare those two is because if you have something on Twitter, it has to be a certain, well, yeah, on Twitter, it, I think it has to be a certain limit. There's a limit to how long the video can be, right? Yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah, and so Facebook and um, and LinkedIn, I think uh, when you live stream, I think it will allow you to um, to have longer feed, a longer video. So that way you don't have to do it twice, right? And you can get the feedback from the people on Facebook and you can get the feedback from the people on LinkedIn. But I will also say, you want to go where your people are, right? So if your people, especially if you're like B2C, if you're a, a, a business to consumer, um, and your people really aren't on LinkedIn, don't live stream on LinkedIn. You know, you want to go where you're, you know, and, and the same for Facebook. Facebook might be like, oh, but I'm on Facebook, and I'm hanging out, and I'm seeing what's going on with my own network. Well, if you are are targeting people who live more on LinkedIn, you shouldn't be on Facebook, right? Like, you shouldn't put your effort there. You should put more effort on the LinkedIn. You want to go wherever your, um, your, your, your target market is. And do you think really, like, uh, like you know, niche is going down, it's smarter to, like, especially, like, say if you're, like, a, like you're looking to make a guest appearance on like a certain podcast or a live stream, do you think it's it's uh, reasonable to just go on go on a net like a live stream network or show that has a small audience like like say like for example like Dr. I she you know she has even though her audience is not as large as say today's show it's still effective because you know of the niche her community. The interesting thing about um, video and podcasting is the more frequently you do it, the better it is. So if somebody comes to your LinkedIn profile or to your Facebook page and sees that you have done a ton of video, that is totally different than if you've only done it one time for exactly your audience in the past six months, right? So you're essentially um, grabbing small niches of, of the audience that's listening to you, right? It is very hard for you to say, I am going after this group, and this is exactly the podcast, you're exactly the, the publication. Like, Sometimes you you strike gold and you find those, but chances are 
there's not going to be a bunch of podcasts for that um, for that piece of it, right? Like if you're working on something in the HR category, there's a bunch of HR podcasts, but they're not specifically for the target that you want inside that HR world, right? So if you can create more content that they can pull from, that they can learn from, that they because you're not going to say exactly the same thing in all of these videos and podcasts, right? Like that's highly unlikely. So as you share a little bit more, people can kind of start to peel apart more of what it is that you know and how you're different than other people. And that way you start to show even more and more of your expertise um, and you continue to, to kind of stay consistent with your message, but you start to show people how you apply to the things that they, that they need and, and what you do provides a solution for the problem they have. Yeah. Definitely. Does that Definitely. make sense? So, yeah, it does. It does mix, mix a lot of sense big time. Uh, you know, I guess, you know, basically they have – we have to, uh, because personally, I I've been learning that you know I rather go after, you know the the podcast or a live stream that has a small audience than a big big time uh, national brand because of the fact that the big time national brands or TV shows look at looking for content will find it from the smaller niche bloggers or websites, and then that that can trigger into getting featured. That's that's what I've noticed. Yeah. Well and, and as you I mean if you if you walk up to somebody and say, I've been on twenty podcasts, that's a very different thing than when somebody walks up to you and says, I've been on one. It was really valuable. It was it was exactly my audience. Okay. Great. You know, versus I've been on twenty because that shows that 20 podcast hosts thought that their content was valuable for the audience that they are targeting, right? Which again kind of shows that you're going to, you will, you're not going to show like here's everything, right? Like you're going to be like, I'm going to talk to you about this part of what it is that I do, right? Um, and, and I think that to be able to show that 20 other people have um, have some kind of interest in what I have done, it shows that there is there's a need for it, right? Like this is this is a topic of value. Okay, so come over here. Like I want to feature you too, you know. Um, and I I feel very strongly that as you are on these shows, um, you need you have to promote them. Right, so it's not only about um, you promoting for your whoever is the guest. The guest also has to do their part, right? Like they have to share from time to time. Like they need to put it in their social media rotation, because even if it might be on Facebook, for example, people who are on Twitter might have an interest in knowing. Oh, okay. Well, I want a little bit more about that. And the beautiful thing about Twitter is you can link, right? So you can you can do your short little bit.ly or whatever tool you use, and you can send people to Facebook or you can send people to LinkedIn so that they can see another side of what it is that you do. But that way, you can start to promote it as well. But I, I often um, podcasters are surprised, like the hosts are surprised when like I keep it in my rotation 
because um, they're like, you haven't been on my show in like however long. And they're like, but there's still pings on it, right? And it's because <laughs> I continue to to promote it, right? Like it's they're on my website. I continue to promote it um, because I think that that's incredibly important because you have taken, you know, 20, 30, 60 minutes out of your day to talk to me and to feature me as a guest. So I have to pull my weight, you know? Yeah, So And and it's the same thing with, like, if I've been featured in an article, you better believe that I talk about that. Like, I share that article. Um. Because it's not just, and even if it's in a major publication where they're getting eyeballs on it, right, like naturally, I still want to be able to promote it because I'm doing my share to support the um, the writer who included me in their post or in their article or, or their, you know, their own feature within a publication. Like, they still included me. I'm, I'm going to promote them. So, um, and I think a lot of times people forget that. Yeah. What about if they don't they don't want to feel like if they're self promoting, you know, because they try they like the thing is they want to uh you know, they wanna be givers but they don't want to feel as if they're self promoting a lot. So you don't have to say, Oh, I was on this podcast. You can talk about the content that you provide. Right? So you can say, um, you know, want to learn a little bit more about um, LinkedIn strategy, check out my conversation with Cheval. Am I promoting myself? Kind of, but I'm also saying you're going to get something out of this. It's not just like me being like, you know, me singing a song and you listening and me performing, right? Like we're we're sitting here having a, a conversation where anyone who's listening will get something out of it, right? And so... That's incredibly important, and I think that that's that can I think can really help um, people understand the difference between self promotion and actually sharing knowledge. Huh, that's that's really interesting. That really is. So, uh, two more questions. Um, are you are you planning to uh, learn another language? Uh, for this year, you know, or are you just going to, you know, or like basically you try, trying to learn another language? Um, so you and I have spoken in Spanish before, um, and I'm going to say quite bluntly, I'm good. <laughs> 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 I um, I speak three languages, two really well and one not as well as in the past. Um, maybe one day I'll put on my bucket list to learn, like, Italian. Um, I've told my husband we might, like, retire in Portugal, so I might need to learn Portuguese. But I, um, my plate is full when it comes to that side of things. And I think that if I wanted to learn something new, it would end up being something that I could do with my kids. Like, I took golf lessons a thousand years ago, um, someone who was working for me, her husband was a golf pro. And so I took a few lessons, and our boys enjoy golf. And so if I was going to learn something new, like I think this year I might spend a little bit more time taking lessons again so that if we go on vacation somewhere and there's a golf course, like I can play with my boys 
you know. My husband would rather probably, like, pull off his own fingernails than play golf. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so I think that I would probably learn something that serves me as a mom. Although, let's be honest, golf definitely serves you from a business perspective, too. Um, but I don't, I don't think a language is going to do that at this point. And I will also say I'm teaching my boys Spanish. Like they, we did a Spanish immersion for them this summer, and I'm continuing that. Um, and that is a lot. Teaching another person a language is not easy. Like really not easy. <laughs> and plus, I have to check on your French ability in May. So you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's on my calendar, true. literally. I put it on my calendar, so I'm keeping you accountable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Awesome. So, uh, where, so where can people find out more about uh, your business and also uh, your your two books as well? So you can find me at mompowerment.com and. You can find me, my handle is mompowerment pretty much everywhere. Um, and you can find links to the two mompowerment books on the website, um, or you can also find them on Amazon. So either spot, super simple. Um, and then if you're interested in knowing a little bit more about my strategic marketing business, um, that is OKSUZI.com, OKSUZI.com, and I'm OKSUZI Marketing. Although there is going to be a pivot in that in the next few months, so just know that that's going to be changing a little bit. So I'm shifting over to OKSUZI Strategy. So nice. there you go. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so even those of us who are marketers still have to pivot from time to time. So, you know, that's how it works. That's true. So... Thanks so much for having me today. Awesome. Well, thank you for being back here on the show. I'm truly honored. Uh, do you have any final words for our audience who are who who are listening here? So I want to remind everyone that when it comes to creating influence, to being featured, this is a long path, right? This is not, you know, maybe you end up doing something and you get a, a ton of of um, of eyeballs on something that you're doing. Like, sometimes that happens. But chances are this is going to be something that's going to take you making a bunch of little steps. So recognize the steps that you're making and don't be discouraged if, it, if you're continuing to have to make those steps and that you're not necessarily finding traction because you will get traction over time. But you're not. it's not going to be like, you know, it's not like champagne bottles, like, uncorked and, you know, flowing everywhere. Like, like give yourself some time and recognize that that you're building momentum. So hang in there. You, you can make it happen. Just give yourself the runway to make it happen. Uh, Susan Brown, again, thank you for joining me on What's the Word. Thank you. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.